0: Welcome to All Business, No Boundaries, a collection of supply chain stories by DHL Supply Chain, the North American leader in contract logistics. I'm your host, Will Hayward. This is a place for in-depth discussions on the supply chain challenges keeping you up at night. We're breaking beyond the boundaries that are limiting your supply chain. Today's episode is Full Speed Ahead, breaking barriers to autonomous trucking with Volvo. Our guests are Sasko Souklev, head of on-road solutions at Volvo Autonomous Solutions, and Jim Monkmeyer, President of Transportation at DHL Supply Chain. Let's dive in. Okay, gentlemen, um, we're in our headquarter building in Westerville, Ohio. I think this is the first uh, episode we've done here, and so it's nice to be face-to-face, and it's nice, Sasco, that you uh, flew all the way from Gothenburg to, to join us. That's, a, that's an, also a first uh, for the podcast. So to start, um, what I'd like to do is just give you an opportunity to introduce yourself in your company and your role there um, and a little bit of your background. Um, so we'll start with you, Sasko, and then on to you, Jim.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, super nice to be here. Yeah, uh, great uh, very excited. We've had a couple of great days together with you. So Sashko Suklev is, is my name. Uh, I'm heading up the On Road Solutions organization within uh, within Volvo Autonomous Solutions. And uh, it is simplified the, the trucking part of Volvo Autonomous Solutions. So we can say that uh, we have three main functions within within Volvo Autonomous Solutions. So it is a, a technology development organization that is responsible for the, yeah, the development of the virtual driver, you can say. And then it is uh, two solutions organizations. So it's uh, an off-road solutions organization focusing very much on, on the construction part, you can say. Uh, we're working tightly together with our Volvo construction equipment organization. And then it is an on-road solutions organization that I'm heading up which is the trucking part, uh, so tightly together with, with Volvo Trucks. Okay. And uh, our responsibility is, in a way, the, the whole value chain, you can say, from the from first customer contact, the contracting part, negotiation, implementation, operations, and then the technology organization is supporting us with, with the solutions for that. Got it. And how long
0: have you been in, in your current role?
1: I've been in my current role since uh, 1st of January 2020, and that was when uh, Volvo Autonomous Solutions was created. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, by then, at that time, there was a decision taken within, Volvo Group, within the Volvo Group to focus even more on autonomous. So they created a separate business area, solely focusing on, Vol- on, on autonomous. And uh, so it is both the development and the sort of commercialization and selling of, of autonomous solutions. Yep. Okay. Prior to that, I was part of the Volvo Trucks organization, uh, working with the same sort of topic. I've mm-hmm. been working within the autonomous space since 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been within the Volvo Group since uh, yeah, since 1994, <coughs> so it's uh, quite a long time in different positions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. That's a little bit about me. Good. Jim? Uh, Jim Monkmeyer,
2: President of Transportation and LLP or Lead Logistics Partner Services with DHL. My scope responsibility is North America for DHL supply chain, and it includes our dedicated fleet um, operations from a, a more of a leadership perspective, as well as our lead logistics partner business as well and our freight brokerage.
0: So how did we get to today? Um, Jim, can you kind of give a backdrop on the partnership with Volvo, sort of where where we started, where we are now and where we're headed?
2: Sure. Uh, We've had a very long relationship with Volvo, as you can imagine, DHL supply chain being the largest supply chain player uh, globally, and Volvo being one of the very largest heavy truck manufacturers around the world. Um, We have been uh, purchasing and leasing equipment from Volvo for many, many years, thousands and thousands of vehicles. more recently, we have um, engaged in this opportunity with autonomous trucks. We have been uh, looking at the industry for some time, and when we found out that Volvo was planning to uh, get into the space and uh, targeting North America first, uh, we were very excited to get involved with them.
0: Good, so how did it how did it come to you, Sasko?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we early said that, uh, we are not doing this for like the, t- the sake of technology mm. we we want to look into what problems are there out there and how can we solve them and the the best way to get there is to work tightly together with our customers so we said earlier that let's identify what we call our key customers a couple of them a handful engage with them and 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 sort of build the the solution jointly together with them go into the transformation together with them and and when we when we talked about who our key customers can be, DHL was an obvious choice. Uh, based on, I mean, our long relationship, we have worked together before in innovation projects. Uh, I think we share a lot of the the, the values. So it was uh, for us it was a natural to to uh, yeah to initiate the dialogue with DHL regarding this. And then I would say, when we had the first meeting. Uh, you, Jim, were there, Jason, and, and a couple from from your your team. It felt like we uh, we really clicked mm-hmm. in the way we would like to approach the area uh, and and the uh, and the mm-hmm. and the way forward to to get to, to where we are aiming.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of industry hype in supply chain, period, these days. Um, but I would say autonomous trucking is probably number one. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about? you know, that click and, you know, what were, what were the common objectives that you sort of started out with? Um, how do you make this concrete? How do you make this an actual, you know, real thing and not just a, a technology experiment or um, a cool thing to do?
2: Well, I would say um, a couple of things that, that uh, you know, we, we focused on early on or noticed uh, with the relationship is, uh, of course, Volvo's has a history of being focused on safety. And when you think about autonomous trucks moving down the road, safety's really got to be job one. And, uh, you know, v- Volvo, um, they invented the three-point seatbelt uh, quite some time ago. They had uh, top safety ratings for many, many decades. And I think, uh, you know, the safety is obviously extremely important to us as well at DHL um, with the, the trucks that we do run on the roads today. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge focus, and I think that uh, it's a differentiator for Volvo, and that was very important to us. Second thing, uh, you you mentioned it, Sasco, briefly, but innovation. Uh, we're in this market. We know that uh, there won't be uh, a lot of these autonomous vehicles running on the road for some time, but we want to be there when they when they when they are available because we see that as a competitive advantage with this product. We'll get into that, I think, a little bit more as we as we talk, but. Yeah. Um, um you know, both uh, Volvo and DHL uh, want to be the innovation leaders, I think, in the space.
0: So Sasko, from Volvo's perspective, where are we on the sort of timeline here? Are we um, 10 years out from uh, seeing some of these solutions uh, actually live in kind of a production environment? Are we five years or, or 20 years?
1: <laughs> That's the... Timing, the, the, the timing question is the, the million dollar question. Yeah. So, uh, And I will not go in and say that it will be uh, at that date. Uh, we, we have an ambition to be um, among the first out. Mm-hmm. We we believe that we will uh, get there by, by partnering up with uh, industry leaders like DHL. And that's why we, we have done that. And, and we or also working with partners on the technology side, and, and in this case, uh, for what we are aiming at here, and, and talking about here, which is the hub to hub Highway segment in US. We have partnered up with uh, one of the tech suppliers that we... autonomous driving tech suppliers that we believe are, are leading, which is Aurora. And I think in, in sort of creating those partnerships of, of industry-leading players, that is the way we will come to sort of being among the first out. Then, uh, exactly when that will happen. We have a plan with, a, in a way, uh, a phased approach, where we will start with the, yeah, operating uh, on on specific lanes, first with a safety driver, then when we feel ready, we will remove the safety driver. Exactly when that will happen, let's see, but we have an ambition to, to be among the first, and we definitely feel that we are on the right track to be that.
0: Good, good. So to take that a little further, um so when we talked uh, earlier, you mentioned that um, there are different applications for the trucks, right? And you just mentioned, you know, certain lanes uh, is sort of a first step. But what, what does that evolution look like?
1: Yeah, we, we have talked about, first of all, we see autonomous as, we, we say that we see it as a complement to the to the transport system mm-hmm. we have today. So it's not like from... Uh, a a specific point in time we will not see uh, a manually driven truck on our roads. They will still be there. All the trends are showing that that the transport need will increase. Uh, And that's why we we need to come up with new solutions to to cope with that. And here I think Autonomous Solutions will be one of those solutions. So uh, it will be a complement. We believe it will start on specific, in specific applications, specific routes. Mm-hmm. So it's not like uh, anywhere, anytime, e- everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are talking right now about uh, specific lanes where we are implementing uh, transfer hubs close to the distribution centers mm-hmm. so that we will have autonomous solutions between those hubs as a first step. Then, of course, uh, in, a, in a longer perspective, you can but let's see how that will evolve you you can think of that uh, we can increase the complexity and and be able to go from the distribution center to distribution center and so on and so on but but let's not let's not in the same time look too far ahead yeah. let's yeah. let's solve this problem when we have done that and we'll see how the technology will mature and evolve then we can take on next step that is where we are right now of
2: course we have a driver shortage here we had it Before COVID, I know there's still a few uh, naysayers out there, but I think the discussions are more about how severe the driver shortage is. And so you see different numbers published, but the fact that we have turnover of nearly 100% with our trucking operations in this country tells you that people are able to jump from job to job, take the next sign on bonus uh, because there just aren't enough drivers to go around. The average age of the drivers is, is uh, right around 50 and a lot of those drivers are gonna continue to retire and we're gonna have more needs for freight movement. And so if the autonomous piece can help with some of the long haul uh, freight movements, which tend to be the least desirable for the drivers, uh, that, will, that will at least help us stem off uh, the growing uh, concern of, of driver shortage.
1: Mm, fully agree.
0: Now for a short break. At DHL Supply Chain, we're all in on continuous innovation that accelerates digitalization of the end-to-end supply chain. DHL Supply Chain, all innovation, no boundaries. Learn more at dhl.com slash all innovation, no boundaries. Now back to the episode. Yeah. Um, you, Jim, you've been in one of these units, haven't you? Or a test one?
2: Yep. Can you describe what, that, what, what that's like? Yeah. Um, I, I was uh, quite surprised at how you know, safe I felt. Uh, we uh, drove uh, both, both times with a couple of different uh, uh, vehicles in different cities. Uh, we drove for an hour. And they have a safety driver there, which legally is required at this point, uh, with their hands near the steering wheel, their foot near the brake, and never in, in the hour drives Um, on and off of very busy freeways, turning at stoplights and intersections in in dense city traffic. Never uh, was there anything close to an incident. Uh And so, you know, my sense is the technology is almost there. I know we need to go through more testing and uh, put put some more millions of miles of safe driving behind us. But, you know, some of the bigger challenges, I think, are going to be things like just the acceptance of other drivers on the road, um, the legislation to ensure that we don't have every state having their own set of rules, which makes it very difficult for the autonomous uh, companies to to uh, start to build a network.
0: So what was your top speed when you were in there?
2: Uh, we were probably doing 60. You know, they, they tend to, it, it feels like you're kind of in this uh, uh, gentle giant uh, vehicle uh, because everything is, almost feels a little bit like slow motion um, uh, again felt very safe merging into traffic and passing uh, slower vehicles uh, when necessary yeah but they tend to go a little bit uh, on the slow side
0: yeah 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 gotcha can i add on yeah. to that yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> i mean i i agree with you jim we we are getting closer from a technology perspective but still, there is uh, work to do. Uh, I mean, we are not ready. And uh, you mentioned the safety aspect as as one. Uh, I mean, that is the, the utmost important topic we have here. So, so we need to have a safe uh, safe solution. Then also on the truck side, I think uh, we w- what we are focusing very much on is to have like a, an industrialized product that is ready for commercialization. So it's not only about taking a truck existing today or that you get from the factory today and then add on uh, a driver uh, it is it is more than that so so we are working very much in in getting the the truck uh, sort of getting the redundant systems on our key systems uh, we we talk about having an autonomy enabled truck mm. so uh, redundancy we uh, we want to have it uh, Sort of industrialized. We want to get it out from our factory. We want to have a highly integrated solution, driver and truck, where we work tightly together on how that integration should be. So we work extremely tight together with uh, with Aurora, our tech partner, about how that integration should 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 be. And then the truck should come out from our factory, in 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 this case in New River Valley, with an autonomy-enabled truck integrated with the driver. So it's more or less to to plug in the software and install it on the specific lane that we're aiming at. So it is a lot of work. It is not uh, that simple as we hear from sometimes, like just give us a truck and then we will do the rest. We will mount uh, the sensors and, and, and uh, develop the software. I think you have to integrate them and make sure that the integration is safe. And there we have some more work to do. Yeah. When I was
2: over in Sweden, had the opportunity to tour uh, the facility where they're making these uh, vehicles—that's uh, where it finally dawned on me the difference. Uh, you see the tech companies, and we're working with them as well. Uh, but the, the tech companies are taking a finished vehicle and then trying to add the technology. Whereas uh, Volvo, you could see in the operation that they're building this uh, all the different elements that are required, uh, building a, a essentially holistic tractor that's focused on on uh, autonomy. And uh, in addition to that, I would say that we had one of these companies that we were working with very closely, uh, a tech company and suddenly they got out of the business. They were acquired by another company that wanted to focus on autonomous cars. And so we were kind of starting over from square one, and that's why we're working with multiple partners. But we also know that Volvo's gonna be there, Dan. They're staying in the truck business. They're gonna stay in the yeah. truck business,
0: yes. And everything we're talking about here is, um, is diesel powered, right?
1: We are starting with that, yes. Yeah,
0: so um, how, how does Volvo think about, because uh, electrification is another you know big trend on, um, on the horizon. How does electrification play in this? Does it at all? Um, is that a kind of separate um, initiative within the company?
1: I would say like this, this uh, first of all, the electromobility and sustainability journey is top, top prioritized within the Volvo Group. I believe that we are one of the leading ones when it comes to uh, having electrical trucks and, and our offering in uh, when it comes to electrical trucks. Uh, so, so there we have uh, very ambitious targets, uh, very ambitious plans, uh, and I think we are, yeah, if not leading, one of the leading when it comes to that. How we co- how we connect that to autonomous? We have said that uh, we will of course look into what plans we have from our truck sort of point of view and try to to mirror that into what we are doing and in autonomous. So, so we definitely foresee that going forward that we. We should integrate that. But on the other hand, we have said, let's start with what we have today. Mm-hmm. Make sure to, to, to integrate the, the Aurora driver in this case with, with the trucks we have today. Uh, we work on the the autonomy enabled truck, which is a diesel truck today. But then going forward, of course, we'll look into more sustainable solutions uh, to, to make them autonomous as well.
0: Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean... The autonomous piece is a pretty big, pretty it, it big, is, pretty big stretch is, as, is, in and is. of itself.
2: So. Yeah. And, and we're working with Volvo on electric vehicles as well, uh, kind of an independent path. But we've ordered ten um, uh, semis, uh, Class Eight heavy trucks from Volvo this year, and we plan to order another forty next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, to your point Cesco you've been the only ones that have been able to you know work with the timeline that we're on to, to obtain those vehicles and have enough of range uh, 250 miles plus uh, of range to be able to run the routes that we need to run in in, in the US which of course is, is uh, you know' is a big country
1: yeah, yeah. and I can just uh Hub to Hub is one of the segments we're working on. We, we, we are focusing on two others. So it's mining and, and ports and logistics centers. Uh-huh. So we are right now in an implementation in the port of Gothenburg. Uh, that solution is with an electrical truck. Okay. And that is, we, we have electrical solutions. Sort of uh, an offer today for that, that sort of application. Right. Uh, we are also having a... Um, a hauler, a mini hauler called the, the Tara solution, which is fully autonomous, fully fully electrical, that mm-hmm. we are implementing today. So we are already today working on autonomous and and electromobility jointly. Then when we will have an offering for the hub to have more long hauling, of course we'll try to incorporate that into into the autonomous part. As well.
0: Right, right. And Jim, the trucks we were ordering, when do you expect to see those on the road?
2: Uh, we will get the first set in the first quarter yeah. next
0: year, okay, so mm-hmm. soon. Good. Um, so I'd like both of your perspectives on, you know, how these partnerships work. So obviously, you know, there's a, there's a commercial relationship here, but um, as you work with DHL, Sasco, and Jim, you with Volvo, you know, sort of what do you, what's the give and take? What, what, what are your goals working with DHL and what are your goals working
1: with Volvo? First of all, I, I think uh, we talk about a partner. Mm-hmm. So it, it is not a customer. Uh, in that sense. Of course, in the end, we will come to some kind of agreement uh, that we should do this and, and we will have to negotiate price and so on. But it is a partnership. So that is the first thing. We, we were aiming for having a partnership and not this customer-supplier relationship, which I don't believe in, in, in at this stage where we are in right now. And here I definitely think that we we have that, where it is uh, very open, we share, we we in a way build the solution together. So with your expertise you have, with our expertise that we have, and if we then combine as well the, the, the different tech partners we, we we are working with, with their expertise, I think we have all the ingredients to to create the solution. So I see it very much as creating new ecosystems or, or sort of partnerships to, to figure out how the future transport system will look like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree you? with that. I think we can, we can really talk openly, whereas I think with the tech providers, it's a bit more of a, a customer, um, you know, traditional uh, customer supplier relationship. And uh, Volvo has um, a, a different perspective, uh, has spoken, uh, I think, in, in depth with a lot of the different tech partners out there, tech providers out there. So we're, uh, I think we're learning um uh, a lot more at a deeper level about where this industry is going and who the main players are gonna be.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I wanna jump back to the drivers. So um, if, if I was talking to a driver um, or an average driver, what, what would they say about autonomous trucks? Um, would they be worried about it? Would they be excited about it? Um, you know, How would it change kind of what their work day looks like, work life looks like?
2: I think um, if they aren't paying attention to the industry in, in depth, because it is complicated to understand exactly what's happening in the market, how the, what the impact will be, uh, you might have an initial uh, concern. Uh, I think the reality is, though, that the, the volume of, of trucking, the need uh, for capacity out there is so great and growing. Um, While we we see a little bit of a lull right now in 2022, um, it's going to continue to grow over time. And the autonomous trucks aren't going to have a a significant impact for the next several years. Um, What is going to happen over time is that there's going to be a shift because of this capability that a lot of the longer haul trucking operations that are the least desirable for the drivers um, are the ones that are going to be the most uh, appropriate for autonomous, you know, the long distances. If you think about the U.S. market, driving across the country or the Canadian market, um, you have long distances. Drivers get tired. Uh, it, it can be as much as a two-week trip to get across the, the country, uh, the continent, and then come back, find other freight, and come back. Um, these are the least of de- desirable routes, and so. By applying autonomous in some capacity over time, what we'll see is that the long haul driver need probably will continue to grow for some time, but the regional need will grow faster because these autonomous trucks need to hand off uh, that trailer to a driver to make that final mile, Mm -hmm. uh, pickup or delivery at either end. So you'll see those those local jobs increase, and those are the ones where where the drivers get home at night. And that will open up the ability um, we're trying to find uh, women drivers. We're looking at the 18 to 21 year olds now that we've got legislation to, to allow for that. And uh, we, we're looking at every angle that we can to get more drivers into the market. The electric vehicles will help, they're cleaner, they're a little more fun to drive. Um, so, and if, if autonomy means that there'll be more regional uh, jobs, I think that's a good thing.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree, I agree. Uh- I understand that they have uh, sort of questions about it, uh-huh. uh, but it again, this is not like uh, at one point in time all the all the manually driven trucks will be gone. Uh, it will be for specific applications, specific lanes. Uh, it is the long hauling. We have a shortage of drivers today. We believe that the, that the capacity need will sort of increase. So I, I don't think it will be. As sort of big problem, the big problem as the drivers see, yeah. uh, definitely not.
0: Okay, good, good. Um, so the last thing I want to touch on is just the markets. So
1: we're here in the US.
0: You guys are a global company, so are we. Um, how do you see? Is it are certain markets going to be ahead of others, or is this going to
1: sort of roll out uh, uniformly across the globe? We as i said we are focusing on a couple of segments and for those segments we have said that we will start in different markets so when it comes to hub to hub the highway uh, segment we believe that that will kick off first in us mm-hmm. uh, it's a huge sort of opportunity for for that segment here in in us and that's why we 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 start here then we have already today uh, i mean for our trucking business us is a is a Big, huge, important market. We have a presence here, with our sort of head office in, in Greensboro, North Carolina. So, for us, it's it it's a natural step to 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 go for US for for the hub to hub highway segment. Yeah,
0: and then Jim, um, with your counterparts in other parts of uh, DHL, um, are you working the same par- Volvo partnership with them as well?
2: Yeah, we're we're ready to go. Um, you know, as soon as the, uh, it's gonna depend on the market, uh, but I think Europe and uh, the UK uh, are uh, good opportunities that we see from DHL's perspective. And I, I do sit on the global uh, uh, board for transport and uh, there's a lot of people watching yeah. the, the example here in the US.
0: Yeah, good, good. Well, that's exciting, exciting times. Um, appreciate you both being here, particularly you for making the, the long journey. Thank you for um, having me. And um, we'll look to check back in with you. Um, to you, know, you didn't make a, a firm prediction, but maybe, next time, maybe like next time we can pin you down on that. If you enjoyed the conversation today, please share it with a friend and rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more about how we're leading the way in innovation for our customers at DHL.com forward slash all in and follow us on LinkedIn to get the latest supply chain updates. We'll see you next time.